Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. Months after I wrote my first book, Homeschool Bravely, I was being interviewed on a podcast. And to be honest, I don't really remember much about that particular show, but I do remember one question that the host lobbed my way that kind of took me back. She asked, do you still have fears when it comes to mothering? Obviously, my book was about fears, and so that was a valid question. I think she was specifically referring to fears about homeschooling. And so I think my answer took the conversation in a slightly different direction than I think she was shooting for. I answered, yep, I fear what will happen when everything I've poured into them over the years is now theirs to do with as they will. I pray that they'll hold fast to their faith and the truth of God's word. In fact, I still pray today very fervently, 2 Timothy 3.14, for all of my children, and it reads this, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. But then I just have to let those fears go. I have to give my kids to the Holy Spirit and trust that in God's great love for them, he'll continue to chase after them, even when my role in their lives shifts. That interview was nearly four years ago, and I now have what the world would consider a grown adult child, and yet I still nurse some of those same fears. I'm still praying that Second Timothy prayer for them. So today I'm hoping Kate and September, in their hard-won wisdom, can calm not just my fears about parenting adult children, but all of our fears. I'm going to be swinging the microphone around a lot today. And if I'm being just really honest, I could use all the advice I could get in this area. So I'm turning to my mentor moms and coming with lots of questions. I hope you lean in and listen. So most of our listeners probably know the answer to this question, but I know we constantly have new ones tuning in. So can you share with us how many adult children you have, ladies, and what are their current ages? So most of our listeners know that I have 10 children total, but I now have seven adult children. So the youngest adult child, and that sounds funny to say that child, but is 18 and the oldest is 30. So, you know, I'm not going to list all of their ages, but there are, I have seven adult uh, children and one of those adult children lives at home now. So six of them are on their own living adult lives. Which is actually more children than most of us actually have ever. And Kate? How about you? I just have just one and she's 37. So September and I are on opposite ends of the parenting spectrum, parenting adult children. And my oldest just turned 19 and she has been living away for the last two years. So in some ways I would, you know, definitely consider her an adult child, although that could be argued too that adulthood in America is defined by one particular age and whether or not that actually constitutes an adult. You know, we could argue till the cows come home. My next um, will be launching next year. He will turn 18 in December and then he will be heading out to join the military. And, and that is a scary thought for many, many reasons. But what was the biggest joys, ladies, of parenting adult children? What has been some of those big joys? 
You know, I think for me, I could just narrow it down to saying that seeing them use the gifts that we, my husband and I saw in them when they were really little and growing up, you know, you see things in your kids and then they kind of go away from it or they never really do those things. And you wonder, boy, I wonder if they'll ever do those things that we saw in them when they were really little. And so seeing them use those gifts that I saw as they were growing up, using them now as adults, that's one of the things that has been a really big joy for me as a mom. Another thing that brings me joy in parenting adult children, and I think that that terminology might be confusing when we say parenting adult children, because I'm not really parenting them at home anymore. But one of the things I absolutely get a lot of joy at with is gathering with them as adults and spending time together and then watching them raise their kids and pursue their goals and dreams and make wise decisions. That brings me a lot of joy just to watch. It's just a really amazing thing. It's like creating a story and it's not even yours and then reading it or watching it like a movie. It plays out. And I just sometimes sit back and think this is just the most amazing thing. So it brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. It reminds me of that verse and I'm not going to get the reference right, but the verse that talks about I have no greater joy than when my children, you know, do right or do well, something, something like that. And forgive me, I know I'm misquoting it, but that's what that reminds me of. And I love what you said about seeing them walk out their giftings now as an adult that you saw so early on, and maybe they didn't even see it. I I recently had a conversation with my daughter and she, what was a text thread? Well, she sent me a text and she said, mom, I just want to thank you so much. Um, I don't know if you remember this conversation, but when I was little, I feared the fact that I didn't have any hobbies or maybe regretted the fact that I didn't have very many hobbies like my friends did. And And you just casually said, Yes, you do have hobbies, Maddie. Your hobbies are people. You love people so well. And now she sees how that is so true. She's she's hoping to go off to college to become, or her initial goal is to become a guardian ad litem, to be able to advocate and speak on behalf of children who cannot speak for themselves because she does see people so well. But now she's starting to see what I saw in her so many years ago. And that just brings me so much joy. How about you, Kate? What has been the most joyful um, part of mothering adult children? Yeah, I think similar to you, Jamie, just seeing her walk out her calling. But more than that, seeing her stick to her guns when it comes to being a Christian and being a voice in that world and just setting an example for other young women, which I, I that does gratify me a lot. But also just seeing her become a mom and raise her kids and doing a really good job at it. That that's very gratifying to me. She and her husband homeschool and they put a big emphasis on the Bible and using scripture and memorizing scripture and doing Bible studies with their kids. So that's good. And also just watching her figure out things on her own. You know, we're not there to do it for them or to tell them how to do it anymore. So watching her do that and just trying new things and experimenting and, you know, just even with just different recipes, things like that, that she's willing to just jump in and explore and try different things. She with the kids, with her husband, that's been really neat. You know, the food thing is fun and I'm glad she likes some of my recipes because she, you know, we both love to cook, but I I probably, the biggest joy is she's given us six grandchildren, (laughs) six and counting, I should say. So really that's a huge joy, but in terms of watching her, it's just that she has really stuck with the Lord and grown in her walk with the Lord. And that, that more than the, you know, the music and all that, I think that gratifies me the most. Well, I'll add to that, Kate. One thing that I'm finding as I tiptoe 
towards adulthood with more and more of my kids, I constantly tell them, I would love it if you surpass me. And I mean that in many different areas of life. You know, I could mean if if you could beat me at this board game, right. I, nothing would thrill me more than you surpass me, surpass me in faith, surpass me in, you know, your knowledge, your wisdom. Um, and I'm starting to see that play out in some of them. And it, it is really thrilling. And then, of course, the friendship aspect, which both of you girls have mentioned on the show and how, you know, when your kids are little, it's not your job to be their friend, but that will come. I'm just tiptoeing into that, that friendship piece. And it is, it is delightful. Has anything surprised you about parenting adult children? Anything that maybe you weren't expecting about this season, whether it's a good surprise or maybe a bad surprise? You know, I just did not expect how much fun that they would be. I just, when they were young, it was work. And I, you know, and I had joy in my motherhood, but I did not expect how much fun they would be. And actually, another thing that really surprised me that I did not know, I really had no idea how much I would actually learn from them. I have learned. So I am learning daily from my adult children. And I don't say to them all the time, well, I'm learning so much from you, but it is a day-to-day thing. I'm watching, I'm observing, I'm able to see how they handle situations, how they pursue new goals. They motivate me, they inspire me. And another thing that really surprised me when it comes to having adult children now is I was really taken by surprise with the emotions that I feel for them when they're either suffering or going through a hard time or even thriving and achieving their goals. The emotions that we feel when we have a young child, it's multiplied times 100. I can't even explain it. So when your adult children are suffering, you cannot comfort them the way you used to. You cannot make it better. You cannot fix it. You have to watch. You have to help when you can. But the emotions are much more intense than I expected them to be. So I'd say that's a, you know, those three things are pretty much the things that have taken me the most by surprise. I'm going to tuck that away, the the thought about emotions, because that that does sound like I'm I'm heading for that. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm heading for that. How about you, Kate? Well, I think a lot of what September said, but also just seeing how well and happy they're doing. I mean, I, that that is gratifying, but I know for, I talk a lot about the empty nest and, and when that, that first happens, that's a whole different ballgame. It's, it's not easy when they're finally gone and all of them are gone. I just had the one to go, but it, it's, you know, that that's not easy, but also watching them make those decisions and doing the things that maybe they're not doing them the way you would do them. So, but for right now, I'm just really gratified that, that she's happy. Her marriage is strong. The kids are doing great. And that's, that's my biggest, biggest joy. I don't know that I wasn't expecting that or was surprised by it, but I'm just really happy that they're happy. I think that's a, a grace that we need to give ourselves as we approach those parenting adult children years of, yes, there's going to be some bumps in the road, some learning curve for them as they launch into this new thing. But there's going to be some bumps in the road for us. And we're going to do some things wrong. We're going to say some things wrong as we're approaching empty nest. And hopefully they'll give us the same amount of grace as we both navigate this new new form of relationship together. One thing that has surprised me just within the last year, again, I'm so new at this, but because my ministry is often to younger women, young moms especially, you know, it's been a hot minute since I've had little ones. 
or since I've been, you know, out in the workplace or been single. And so I often can have conversations with my daughter, although she's not, you know, a young mom yet, but she's certainly in a younger demographic. And I can bounce ideas and thoughts off of her and receive some feedback that often surprises me. I wasn't expecting because she is in a different age demographic. And I think I would do well. I think anybody um, of an older age would do well to find some younger women, younger men, even if they're not your own adult children, to listen to, to ask questions to, to know how best to minister to this new generation of believers, to be able to evangelize and witness in the world to a younger generation. I think that that has been really valuable to me in chatting with my my adult daughter and just getting that initial feedback about a different way of thinking, a different some of those generational gaps. What has been the hardest part? of parenting adult children. And maybe it's the same thing as what has surprised you. I don't know. What what would you say, September, the hard things? Well, I don't think the things that surprised me were hard. I think they surprised me because I I didn't know the intensity of what I would feel. And I did not know that how much I really could learn from them. But the thing that has been the hardest part for me with mothering adult children and having adult children is knowing really when and what to say and when to say it and what to say <laughs> and being 100% okay with not saying anything. And then realizing that there is a time to say something. That has been really hard for me because, you know, all of these years, let's say up until 18, let's, let's use that as the adult age here. We are giving input, directing, teaching discretion and discernment and giving advice and and walking them through things and seeing things they can't see. And then all of a sudden we're not. And it really it really takes a lot of uh, self-introspection as a mom to know it's okay to not say something. It's okay for them to make a bad decision. Uh, because the bad decision to us may be the right decision for them. So some of those things, it's literally an entire seasonal learning process. It's not something that we can share here today and be like, you know, don't talk, don't give advice. It really is a day-to-day uh, process for you as a parent with adult children to know your child well, to know how they will receive what you have to say and when to say it, and when. Uh, because they're all different. You know, some of my daughters, they'll text me and say, can you give me your advice on this every day? And then I might have another adult child who, you know, there's a line and I have to watch and wait and just know that they're going to be okay. So uh, it's really interesting, especially when our adult children get married, because that's just a whole new thing. It's not just having adult children. It's now having, they have a spouse whose input is more valuable or to them than us. And so deferment is a huge, huge part of having an adult children, learning when to defer to someone else's advice in their life. So my follow-up question to that, and Kate, you can weigh in too, is there maybe a universal litmus test that you think about when when a situation like that arises? Like, is this a time to say, speak or is this a time to be silent? And obviously, as you said, every child in every situation is going to be different. But is there is there maybe like a trigger in your mind or maybe a, a flashing red light bulb that goes off to say, you know, abort this situation, just close your mouth? Well, I think that's most of the time. I think that's the best advice for 
mothers and mother-in-laws. You don't want to become that meddling mom. You know, it's it's time, just like when you had to let your kids when they're little and they some things they just had to figure out. You were overseeing it, but they had to figure out, you know, how to do that math problem or build that thing or whatever it was they were learning. It's the same thing when they're older. They're going to make mistakes. We're going to see them do things that we just think, why on earth are you doing that? But if they're not asking advice, unless it's something dangerous, you know, something obvious that you're like, look, I need to speak to you guys about this. But a lot of times it's obvious to us because we're older and I'm, you know, I'm in a whole different generation. It's more obvious to us than it is to them. But I know that they're going to grow and continue to grow throughout their marriage and they're going to figure it out. Not necessarily agree with me all the time, but I think some mistakes you just have to let them make and hope and pray that they're able to figure it out. I mean, give room for trial and error. But probably the best thing we can do is just close our mouths, not talk. I would say shut our mouths, just be quiet. You got to let them live and figure it out. You know, and if they're newly married, now Franny's been married, gosh, 12, 13 years now. So she's, and I'm sure September, some of your kids too. So she's had some experience, you know, by now she's, she's getting, you know, doing things the way they're happy to do. And I don't have any issue with what they're doing, but it's just mainly staying out of it unless they, unless they ask you pretty much. That's how Mike and I try to keep things. Are you concerned your child's current education won't give them the skills necessary to succeed in any area of life? Consider homeschooling with Classical Conversations. By applying the classical Christian model of education, the Classical Conversations curriculum encourages students to learn how to learn and how to think for themselves so they can adapt to every challenge life throws at them. Join the over 50,000 families in 50 countries who have chosen to educate their children with Classical Conversations by visiting classicalconversations.com forward slash mom to mom, M-O-M-T-O-M-O-M. Several years ago, my oldest daughter taught herself how to play the ukulele. She spent hours scouring YouTube for basic tutorials, and over the course of about six months, she pieced together music lessons for herself. Now she wants to learn the acoustic guitar. Trouble is, the guitar is quite a bit trickier to learn than the ukulele, and YouTube snippets just aren't cutting it. That's why I'm thrilled that Practicing Musician, the folks that created a free online multimedia curriculum with over 10,000 video tutorials, learning assignments, exercises and songs for the band and orchestral instruments, are launching a brand new ministry called Worshiping Musician. Designed in partnership with a leader of the United States K-12 Music Standards and Assessment Writing Teams, Worshiping Musician will offer the same robust online curriculum with the same intuitive and easy-to-use learning management system, but for worship instruments, including piano, bass guitar, drums, vocals, and of course, the acoustic guitar. My daughter will be able to learn right in the comfort of her own room. She won't have to scour the internet to gather a hodgepodge assortment of tutorials, and she won't have to pay a dime because the curriculum is all free. 
Should she like additional help, she can sign up for an annual subscription for one-on-one -on -one micro sessions where she'll receive tutoring from an expert via video conference. For nearly 80% less than the cost of a year's worth of guitar lessons, the micro tutoring sessions from Worshipping Musician will not only get her playing, but will also be within her college student budget. To learn more about the free curriculum from Practicing Musician, the creation of their upcoming Worshipping Musician resources, or to grab $10 off of their limited micro tutoring subscriptions, head to practicingmusician.com worship and use promo code mom to mom at checkout. That's practicingmusician.com slash worship, promo code M-O-M-T-O-M-O-M. -M -O -M. One of the things though, I think we do need to be careful. And I, and, you know, I think we're talking about adult children and then we're talking about married adult children. It, it could be, you know, two different things, but I think sometimes people, we as moms, because we're so overly cautious about this, that we just think, okay, you're an adult now mm -hmm. and it's hands off. And I have discovered that being hands-on is very important. Hands-on as in, I'm going to build a trust where you can see I will support you in the doing of helping you, or I will support you when it comes to sending you a text and reminding you that I'm here if you need anything. Like making sure we're not so hands-off that they just stop communicating with us altogether because we're afraid of sharing too much and when. So I think the proactive side of knowing what to do, like this litmus test for me has been staying engaged with communication, sending a message. I'm thinking of you. How are you feeling? Did you go to the doctor? These are just examples. How was college going? Are you keeping up with your assignments? You know, asking questions so that you're staying engaged, but you're not necessarily saying something like, make sure your assignments are in, make sure you stay healthy, always being the maternal person, but actually transitioning into that friendship role. And I think that when I start to send messages or ask questions, I think this, I think, what would I send to Jamie or Kate? They're my friends. How would I, how would I speak to them about this? And then naturally they begin to ask questions that as their mom, you've already had this, you know, relationship for all these prayer years that then you have something a place to kind of give advice from, but you really transition your conversations and your engagement with them and how you spend time with them. And I think then you have more open doors to share something. It's not just that immediate, hey, don't forget to turn your assignments in. Don't forget to not lose your social security card. Make sure that you go to the DMV and renew your license. Like all of these things that happen when they become adults and you think, well, they did this. You know, it's just things like transitioning the conversation to be hey, I just renewed my license. Did you know you have to do that? So I think there is a natural progression, but I think we have to be careful how we do it. Yeah, but also letting them forget to renew their license. You know, just like when they're little and they, you know, they forget bringing their lunch to school and you're taking it to them. Well, most of us homeschool, but not all the moms. Well, that, you know, too bad you forgot your lunch again. You're just not going to have lunch. You know, things like that, that sometimes if they're forgetful, forgetting something like that, they're going to go, shoot, I really need to write this down. <laughs> so sometimes just allowing them to make the mistake as hard as that is. Sometimes those are the best lessons learned, you know, when you have to wade so. through the consequences of the mistake. I, the word you use, September, that I find real value in is influence. So it's not necessarily about, you know, the proactive parenting steps, but it's about being proactive in building influence, nurturing a relationship. 
And you also use the term friend, um, which reminds me of a conversation I recently had with my daughter that I was actually approaching her to say, would it be okay if I shared this on the podcast? I could sense a little hesitation in her mind. And, you know, she said, well, if you think it would help other moms, absolutely. But still there was this hesitation and, and it got me to thinking, would I share this same story about my friend on the show? Well, absolutely not, because I don't want to um, hinder that relationship. I would never want to cause a chasm there. Well, on this, in the same breath, I would never want to cause a chasm in my relationship with my daughter. And so I think from what I hear you saying, September, is, you know, your relationship shifts when they become adults to more of a friend. And if we can begin to even just respect them in the same way that we would respect a friend and give advice in the same way that we would give advice to a friend. Obviously, I wouldn't want to watch my friend running towards, you know, a, a clip that they're going to fall into. Obviously, I would say something um, in the same way that I would say something to my adult child if they were headed right towards a clip that was dangerous for them. But I might say it differently now that they're an adult than when they were little. Is Am I hearing you right? Yeah, I, I think mainly for anyone listening, the transition is tricky for mom. It's tricky for them too. They're like, wow, I'm on my own. I have to do all these things. I need my mom, but I don't want to ask her for help. And then they really do grow into adulthood. And for us, it was just for me as a mom of adult children, it has been reframing the entire relationship, um, how we spend time together, how I address them, how I message them, when I message them. I'm not going to be sending them messages all day long. They're at work now. You know, all of these things that we think about them as our children still, like those emotions I talked about earlier, we have even more intense emotions when they stumble, fall, grieve, when they thrive, when they have great experiences, but we have to take all those emotions and redirect them in a different way. And I think it's just about recreating a relationship with them that is new. It's an entirely new relationship. It cannot be the same. Mm. And I think it probably has a lot to do with how we react to them when they do come to us for advice or when that is warranted. Like it, I, I would imagine if one of your daughters came to you with advice and you kind of reacted with, well, it's about time or, you know, yes, come to me. I have all the right answers. That's really going to um, put a big stop sign up to them the next time they have a question that they might want to bring to you. So some good thoughts. Have you noticed anything now as a result of your parenting in their lives that you wish you would have done differently in the early years? Well, for me, I, you know, I thought about this question a lot and I really can't think of anything of much consequence because Mike and I were very intentional about, you know, giving her a solid grasp of scripture and really digging deep with the Lord to figure out, okay, what is she on this planet to do? How can we help her find her destiny and pursue it, you know, but I, I think also it's much easier with one child than with six, you know, what she's going, you know, what she's dealing with, with raising a bigger family is a lot different. She may see things that she'll wish she had done differently, but it's not that we were perfect parents. I just trying to think, is there anything that's really bugging me about that, that gee, I should have done this and, and nothing is, is hitting me right now. So I, I don't, really don't know how to answer that other than they seem to be doing well. You know, I think we didn't do bad a job. I think you did a great job, Kate. 
I, for me, as a mom of adult children, uh, because I, you know, we have quite a few adult children now, I am noticing just different things with my girls and boys. It's really interesting. Some things I'm really happy we did. I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I did X, Y, Z. And then I'm, I'm seeing things that, oh, I wish I had done such and such differently. But the only thing, well, there's a few things, but one of the things that really stands out to me, and I've shared this before in the podcast, and I've shared this with my adult daughters, is I wish I had taught my adult daughters, and I have shifted this because we still have three girls at home. So I've shifted my parenting style, which has been a gift to me to be able to see something I would have done differently and be able to change it for these last three children at home. And that is, I wish I had taught my adult children the value of rest and knowing when to rest, that it's okay to not always be doing and striving and working and checking things off the list and to be accomplishing the goals. Like the value of rest, especially for women, is lost on homeschooling, being a mom, taking care of a home, being a wife, ministry, working outside the home, all the things. And I think in my generation of raising those older girls, I lost the time that I had with them and teaching them that because I was so busy. But there were many opportunities I could have chosen to say, we're going to choose a better choice today and we're going to rest. And rest doesn't mean of just sitting, you know, rest means we're not going to say yes to all the things. And so that was something that I talked to my adult daughters about and um, trying to model to my younger girls. So that's something I wish that I had done differently in those early years. What would you say to the mom whose relationship with her adult children isn't what she was hoping that it would be? Is it too late? You know, I have a lot. I have a lot to say about this um, coming from the broken relationship with my own mom. I don't think it's ever too late. Uh, I'll say that. Uh, And I think it's a choice. And I think when we put on humility and we realize that there's potential to have a relationship and it doesn't always have to look the way we want it to look or think it should look like, then there's still, there's still time. And it may not look like the relationship next door. Uh, you know, all of my relationships with my adult children don't look the same. Sometimes it's a check-in once a week or trying to hit up breakfast when we can or not knowing all the details, but there's a relationship. So I think knowing that um, there's a mom that has a broken relationship and it's not what she was hoping for. She wants more just to give it time. And to remember, maybe there were some things that happened or that we did wrong or that our children are going through a growing season where they may not really like us, but someday they may, that the Lord will use all of those places and he can redeem all of those things. But really clothing ourselves with humility is a huge part of having a uh, strong relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree, September. I think there's different kinds of relationships between mother and daughter that aren't always necessarily broken, you know, where you're not speaking or they don't want to talk to you, or sometimes it's just a little rough. I I don't know. Um, she might be dealing with a lot with her husband, with her kids that you can't really help her with. And maybe she hasn't even shared with you, but it's caused a distance. So I'd say just tread lightly because you know, it, it, they're going to do things differently. I think my best advice would be to pray you know, pray about everything you can observe, but also what you can't see because the Lord knows, even though we can't see it, we can just pray, Lord, you have this under control. I give it to you, but nevertheless, I'm going to keep on, 
you know, keep on seeking and asking and knocking for, for this to somehow come to some kind of a solution, then, you know, reach out and love, let her know you're thinking of her. You love her more than she knows. Be available when she needs you. You know, maybe sometimes the, the relationship might take a turn just because she asks you for help and you can never give it to her. You're just never available. You don't want to, or it's out, you know, too, oh, that's going to be too much work. I think be available as best you can and, you know, just be accommodating whenever you can do that. And then just keep praying. That's probably the primary thing because you we just don't always know. We might think we know, but we don't always know. So keep praying for them. And my daughter and I don't have a broken relationship, but as with any relationships, I can look back or any of my long-term relationships, I should say, I can look back and see how, yeah, I wish I would have handled that differently, or I could have said that in a, in a different way. And I think one of the things I'm seeing in her life right now, and it really requires me to go to her and even just say the words out loud to maybe release her from any sort of guilt or feeling she might be having. I am a high capacity person and I've been a very busy person uh, my whole life. I like to stay busy and she is wired so differently. She's so much more like my husband where she is like fully present with the people that she's with. And I really do admire them both for that. I'm not saying one is better than the other, two different personalities, but I can see at times where my example of busyness can lead her to think, well, what's wrong with me that I can't do all those things? Or I have to be doing the next thing. I can't just be sitting here. That's idleness. Um, and that's just my personality. And I need to say that out loud to her, maybe even more often than I do, that this is me. It's not you. And God has gifted you with so many things that I haven't been gifted with. And to just release her and then eventually, you know, my sons too, although I would imagine that that the relationships with them will be, you know, slightly different as they grow into adulthood. But just to be able to release her from any sort of shame or guilt she might carry because I am so different from her and I am naturally like her God-given pattern for adulthood. And I, I would never want her to carry my burdens on her because we're two different people. So that's something that I'm very, I've been very cognizant of recently, maybe I should say. that That's a good one, Jamie, because my daughter's so much more like my husband than me. And I, I don't know if she's ever felt that way that, you know, and maybe I should just try to let her off the hook. I think I have because I've said so many times and we just know it. I mean, her, her coloring, her hair, I mean, just her personality, so much more like him than me. But, you know, I didn't have a great relationship with my mom either. It wasn't bad. She just wasn't involved. It's, it. you know, we lived three hours apart in Florida for many years. And, and I think one, we were down there 20 years. They visited us one time. We'd go there. We would make the effort, but there was just no reciprocation. And I know my daughter kind of grew up thinking, well, there's hitting my husband's mom was involved. She lived near us. She was great. But my parents were just kind of, yeah, I know I have grandparents, but I don't really know them. And that that was a loss, I think, for them. And sometimes it's just that way. You know, you're just not close with your with your child. You just it's just not that important, which I can't even imagine. But that's how it was. So that was a whole different, just a whole different situation than I experienced growing up. I was real close to my grandparents. So I don't quite know what caused that, but you know, that's just how it was for us. 
And sometimes it just takes us on our part to mm-hmm. voice that, um, apologize when necessary. Like September was saying, just humbly come before them and say, you know, I didn't do it all right. And I did make some big glaring mistakes. I hope that you will forgive me. And I hope that my fears, my faults, my failures will not hinder you in your walk with the Lord. And I release you from doing it my way because I'm just a fallen person. You know, follow Jesus before you follow me. Amen. Well, parenting adult children can sometimes be a delicate dance, as you've heard here today. But just as we did when they were younger mamas, we have to hold them out to the Lord, asking that he go before them each and every day. He loves them far more than we ever could and can draw them close with his kindness. If we begin now, while they're younger, to welcome their questions, to encourage them to seek the truth in Scripture, to model what it looks like to listen to the Spirit's leading, then we'll stand a better chance of having kids who continue to do all of those things, even into adulthood. Thanks for joining us. We would love to have you join us over on Instagram or Facebook to continue this conversation about parenting adult children. I know if you have any questions, I know the right two ladies to bring them to. So bring them and tag Kate and September in your comments, and I'm sure that they would be happy to give all the wisdom that was hard won in their life. Thanks for joining us.